0: The children. Won't somebody please think of the children? No, stop. Think of the children. Think of the children. <laughs> Won't somebody please think of the children? Interrupt your regularly scheduled program for this special report.
1: Blood for drama, drama. for drama, drama. for drama,
0: drama.
1: It's showtime. Good morning. Happy Monday. I hope you guys had a uh, really nice spring equinox, the pagan holiday. Easter Sunday. hope you don't go out there and um, lawnmower over several dozen eggs next weekend get plastic shards in your uh, calves.
0: Holiday where they had big orgies and had a bunch of kids and then sacrificed said kids. But anyway, that's not what this episode's about. Yeah, not not in my. It sorta is, <laughs> <laughs> just not the sacrification of kids. It's it's just about kids. <laughs> yeah. Ashley, hey man,
1: appreciate this coffee. Uh, it's pretty good.
0: Oh, first time having bulletproof, huh? Is that what this is? Yep.
1: From our uh, our new affiliate link.
0: Our new affiliate brought to you by Bulletproof Coffee. Dave is a bit of a coffee connoisseur. So he's going to try that shit out and he's gonna see what he thinks, yeah. Yeah. As we uh, like to say on this show, <laughs> be
1: bulletproof. <laughs> a better you starts with the right fuel. See, that's a message I can get behind. Nice. We're always trying to be out here making people better. More better.
0: More bigger, more stronger.
1: Now you can work on it from the first sip of the day.
0: Yep. Uh, I don't even like coffee. <laughs> but... uh is pretty good, man. They uh, they got a lot of stuff. So,
1: speaking of kids, I uh, homegirl was watching Friends last night, and they had I guess Cole Sprouse, one of the two uh, brothers that did like Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Mm-hmm. He's in an episode. He's Ben. He's the son of uh, Ross or, or that idiot or whatever. And um, Rachel winds up teaching him a bunch of practical jokes, mm-hmm. and one of them is switch out the salt for the sugar. So oh, then she, she realizes she fucked up. She goes over to the house to try to, like, talk to the kid and get him to not do the pranks and everything. And uh, the mom's like, hey, you want some coffee? And she's like, do I want coffee? And, her like, do, and she's like, do you want sugar in it? And he's like, do I want sugar? And he starts shaking his head no. She's like, just milk is fine. He's <laughs> like, don't put the sugar in there. It's salt. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. So- it's wily, wily creatures. Uh, but they're often forgotten. Uh, in all of the most important ways.
0: Yeah. What ways? Well, Elaborate. so obviously,
1: we we could go over schooling, right? You got public, you got private, you got homeschooling, you got Montessori schools, you've got no schools raised in the woods like feral children with wolves. Um, yeah, fuck yeah. But it in in that particular episode of Friends, right, it was wasn't just a, Paternal and maternal unit that were taking care of this kid. It was it was the whole community, all the friends, everyone associated. So we're gonna we're gonna look over some things. I mean, what is the cost of raising a kid, right? Not it's just like <laughs> financial, but emotionally. You're you're so invested. Um, we we're, we're gonna reference a few pop culture uh, mediums, I think, to try to make this a little bit more digestible uh, and give some good examples of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Been watching The Last of Us on HBO. Incredible.
0: First episode. Oh, dude. The hardest death I've ever <laughs> oh, seen. Oh man, it was so bad. I'm the like, hardest death. Big fucking burly grown ass man. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, oh my god, she died already. <laughs> I was like, I was on the like, verge of tears. Yeah.
1: It was it was really, the I was like, was okay, done.
0: they're gonna save her. They're gonna save her anytime. And then she died. I was like, oh, oh, this show's over, I don't even want to watch it anymore. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like, this is horrible, this is horrible. They did it so well, though. Like, you had, you know, she this child. She was such a good actor,
0: too. Yeah. I was like, the- I was like they killed her already? No.
1: <laughs> the child was just, um, like, she had the magic about it, you know what I mean? Like, she was the light of, of his life. Yep, the uh, only thing left in it. God, it's crazy how many um, shows and, and TV uh Specials movies are kind of focused around that parent-child relationship now. Like the Mandalorian, you've got the Mandalorian and Grogu. They reference him as the child. Bring me as the child
0: and all the yeah, time. Yeah. I'm
1: like, oh fuck, I'm getting daddy fever, like real, yeah, <laughs> real there's bad.
0: A, there's a natural phenomenon of like, well, usually anyway, being protective over your kids and all kids in general, usually. Normal people, anyway. Uh, I know I am. I'm like not a humanitarian whatsoever. My wife is, but I'm not. Uh, but if there's like a kid involved, and I'm like, okay, now I have to do it. <laughs> you know, it's like a car flipped over, like going a catch on fire. I'm like, Are there any kids in there? Like, no, okay, I'm leaving. Moving <laughs> you know, on. You had but, your time. Yeah, you don't got no kids, man. Sorry, you know, and uh, bullying. And, and like, child abuse really pisses me off. Like, it really pisses me off. I mean, even in
1: prison, you know what I mean? Like, the, the payers oh, are yeah. the ones that get fucked up immediately.
0: I'm like, what you mean for, homie? Uh, tax evasion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to tell you. They have to, like, put them in, like, protective custody. Yeah, different wards and shit. Because, you know, you can murder a man. You fucking with kids in there. They're like I'm going to fuck you up, dude. They don't fuck around in there. No, no. Nobody does. Uh thank God. Vigilante justice. There's a bunch of fucking Batman's after the killing joke in there. <laughs> I, I mean, fucking with kids, man. You're fucking with kids. I'll kill you, bitch.
1: <laughs> I think I think every father in America that has any sort of like I don't know, uh knowledge of the Taken series. Is, like, equal parts, like, super scared that it's going to happen, and then, like, I dare you. (laughs) Like, let me see how, like, find out how far I'll go.
0: I talk about my kids all the time, I know, but, like, daughter, you know, she's 19, got pepper spray, got mace, super tactically aware, you know, trained. Good coffee, huh? That's pretty good, bro. Uh, You know, so... She has to have, like, Life 360 app, so I can, I know where she is. I want to know, even now, she doesn't even really stay at home very much, but I want to know where she is and who she's with in case I have to come taking a motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. Good luck, (laughs) you know? I come over there and be like, you don't remember me. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, I want to know where they are at all times. Where is Marco from Chapoya? They're <laughs> all Marco from Chapoya. Yeah, you know, I want to know where they are in case I have to go get you, them.
1: What a crazy advent, though! We have like for technology because I know when I was a kid, when you were a kid, you no. you were locked out of the house until sunset. Go outside. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't allowed to come inside until oh, like yeah, cicadas started chirping and the sun started setting.
0: Yeah, but uh, it wasn't as well known that there was a bunch of fucking weirdos running around. You know. Well, it's, it's almost. in the like 70s and whatnot.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think there's like the Florida man concept where people think Florida men are like, we're the craziest state, but that's only because our public records for arrests are public. Mm-hmm. So in most of the states, they're um, private. I think that's kind of the same effect. So a lot of people think there's more weirdos and assaults and stuff like that today, but I don't think that's the case because it was probably more back then because there were a higher chance of you getting away with it. I mean, you can't yeah, fucking go anywhere without being caught. And yeah, God forbid cameras. you take a kid. Highways, you got Amber Alert goes up immediately. Everyone's yep. phones go off. We didn't
0: have that then. No. Um, we had milk cartons. <laughs> so you uh, had to wait till you finished your milk to you find <laughs> out Jimmy's missing next yeah. week. Oh, well, literally, like, uh, America's Most Wanted guy. You know, his son got abducted, and they, like, fucking found him with his head cut off in some field somewhere. And it never they never did find out who did it. So one of the reasons he started that show. Um what was his name? John Walsh? You know, yeah Yeah, that's it. Uh I grew up watching that kind of stuff, you know. Um actually I was uh working at Macintosh Middle School when uh, that one girl got taken. As a lunch lady? No, it was we were remodeling plumbing stuff. Uh, but I can't remember her name now, which sucks. But we'll go consult the milk box carton. She uh, she got taken by some fucking ga- asshole and ended up getting killed. You know, um, and then like you know it was fucking super locked down. You had to have like a fucking card to get in, and, yeah. Which, which is the right thing. I mean, I'm not complaining, but the whole community mourns after they those had. Incidents. Uh, she didn't get taken at school though. She was like on her way home, I guess, but Yeah, I remember that <laughs> happened to me. Uh we had a
1: car following <laughs> me and um my friend who was one year older than and me.
0: Creeping in the van. Yeah, like, real like a pretty fucking-
1: lost dog story. Hey, can you help me find my dog? Um and we knew better. I think we were ten. Stranger, danger. Yeah, we were we were ten or eleven, something like that. Um but we called him out immediately. Uh, Ran home Didn't even go to school That morning.
0: Just ran home To report it Good for you Cause you might not be here now It's Usually somebody you know Who does shit to you You know Your fucking neighbor Or something There was that one movie uh, Lovely Bones Right yeah It was uh, was based off a book I believe Yeah Really good movie Um, Probably a good book Fucking Weirdo In the neighborhood In like the 70's Got the girl down and fucking killed her. It was a whole thing. And she was like haunting them as it goes, trying to solve her own murder. It was good stuff, but it was, it was like the neighbor. Some M. Night Shyamalan shit. <laughs> yeah, it was like the fucking neighbor that All right, it. so
1: yeah, let's uh let's start there since we brought it up a couple times. Schooling. Mm. Where do you want your kid to learn? Who do you, who do you want them to be around?
0: Me. <laughs> if, you, if you had the time, would you homeschool? Probably. Um, my, my kid's school is pretty decent. Uh, he go, he doesn't go to like, uh, quotation public school. I mean, it is, but it isn't. It's like a magnet school, you know? So it's kind of, uh, in between, um, cause he went to a, a public school. And- yeah, so magnet school is just like, they have like a draft, like an NFL picks <laughs> it's, uh, for kids, right? Sort of. It's it's not as easy. You can't just like send them there, you know. You have to like appeal and 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 right. like apply for them to get in. But I mean, it's not like it's like hard, but it's not easy either. Right? Yeah, yeah, I got it. Um, it's for kids like uh, that that need a little bit more help, you know. Um, he went to Prime Elementary, which is a, which is a it's the public school, you know, and the classes are like way fucking bigger. Did Bezos mm-hmm. pay for it? No. <laughs> Not Prime. Yeah. Prime.
1: Oh, okay. Oh god. They said Prime. I was like, oh, we got Bezos' daddy sponsoring Optimus Prime. Go see Dean Bezos.
0: <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> motherfucker Son, paid that shit. <laughs> you know,
1: if you don't start acting straight. I'm gonna put you in a box and overnight you, same day delivery <laughs> to the Philippines.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was uh, P R I N E. Okay. Not in, not him. Um, anyway, so he went there. Then the classes are way bigger, you know, and, and they're just pumping them out. If you fall behind, you fall behind. Yeah, so numbers, not names. Right. So his school now, smaller classes, smaller school, more hands-on. You know, so they're like more like the Marine Corps. Oh shit! They got to do pull-ups. <laughs> No, like, No Man Left Behind. Oh. You know, they have a bunch of different programs to accelerate here and there. You know, yeah, so but we don't like... do pull-ups in school like we used to in the <laughs> 50s and 60s. No, dude. Everybody was in, like, really good fucking shape. Yeah, we're making fighting stock. <laughs> I mean, even when uh, I was in school, we had to do, like, the pegboard thing, you know. Uh, we had, uh, like, in PE, you had, like, who could do the most sit-ups and shit like that. But anyway... Um, he, uh, goes to that school now and they had a bunch of remedial classes and reading classes and stuff to, to get him back. you know, COVID kind of really fucked him up, but, uh, you know, it's a pretty decent school and then he's going into middle school now. So he's going into another middle school. That's kind of like that, which we had to apply for. right? Um, And he had to have, like, letters of recommendation from his, kind of like getting a job almost. From his superior officers. From his uh, teachers at this school,
1: so. Got his five-star review. Something like that. Great child, very quiet, did his work on
0: time. Recommend for uh, advancement. Basically, yeah. You know, and, uh, I mean, all his teachers really like him, so. And he, he, like, defends the teachers. It's funny. Well, yeah, he moonwalks into class one time. He's got a seat secured. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh... He'll tell me, he's like, yeah, the teacher got real mad today and, like, said she was gonna quit teaching because of these three butthole kids. And I'm like, yeah? He's like, yeah. He's like, I really don't like them kids. And I'm like, yeah, well, I mean, it is what it is.
1: Everybody shut the fuck up! <laughs> Mrs. Jones
0: is trying to teach arithmetic! <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> you yeah. know? And, uh... But he's like, "Won't you guys just shut up?" <laughs> I'm like, "Dude, don't get in a fight, man. Let the teacher handle it." Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, and then when he when he learns something at school, he always like asks me, "This is what we learned." Like, because he wants to know what my opinion of it is. Is it real or fake? <laughs> well, Dad, is this propaganda? And somewhat. Somewhat. Yeah, uh, he's, he's just like, kind of like I am, you know, he wants to know things, and he wants to know the real thing, not like, just because the teacher said it don't mean it's true. Just because yeah, the theme song don't get, mean like, it's true. you get like three
1: paragraphs to a whole fucking topic in your book,
0: and then move on. <laughs> right. So he wants to deep dive into things, and really understand them, you know, and uh, so he asked me, and if I don't know, then we we go on a big adventure on YouTube, and <laughs> find the to find the truth, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, we, we put him in those because they're usually better schools. I mean, like you look at, uh, which actually the government kind of wants to take him away, which is surprising because like Michelle Obama went to a magnet school, you know, and she's really successful. <laughs>
1: yeah. If your kid goes to magnet school, they can peg the
0: president. Something. I mean, uh, Ice Cube went to a magnet school. You know, he was only playing gangster. Uh, he's
1: an eloquent motherfucker.
0: He, he, he is. I mean, he's pretty smart. I mean, he plays a gangster, but he's a pretty smart dude, you know? Perfect blend of street and book smarts. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. But, you know, the, the schools are important, but. I mean, you don't want, like, them indoctrinating your kids and teaching a bunch of bullshit that you don't really want them to know, you know? So I
1: learned a while ago, most of your material that's being taught at public and private schools, um, there's a huge company called Texas Instruments. Oh, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, they make calculators, they make pencils, they make books. These books, by and large, so not 100%, but very high up there, are written by college kids, right? And they get access to their previous year's books and the previous year's books. And they literally just translate those books verbatim. And then they just shift around sentences and structure, right? And pass that off. So they, they fucking cliff notes yeah. the, the past book. <laughs> they don't add anything new. They don't update it. They're just like, they push forward. <laughs> so this has been going on for decades. Uh-huh. So now you've got 30, 40 year old information that's being especially in history is like the most notorious right right um but even some basic science this has been pushed along unmodified um not adapted for any of our new discoveries or the current cultural climate or anything like that and put in these books and they're getting paid you know chump change so they're just pushing the shit out <laughs> right <laughs> next probably job, getting next paid job. by the book <laughs> yeah exactly um 50 cents a book so that's that's <laughs> may have been written by a professor in the 60s or 70s, but since then has just been touched by idiot college kids' hands uh, who are just doing this as a side job. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not professors. This doesn't even have to be their, you know, uh primary, like, focus of schooling. You know, they don't have, like, a master's of history or anything like that. It's just how it is. Right. And uh, – that's wrong, and, and that's, that's our bad. Te- that's our
0: textbooks, yeah. And
1: that's why almost anything you learn in history, especially about American history, if you flip back onto YouTube, there's a plethora of different channels, or, you know, Audible, you can find some books that are um, also affiliated. Look up, like, the real history of America. Yeah, any of these yeah. topics that your kids are asking you about, do do some learning before you just regurgitate, you know, this propaganda, this mantra that the American, you know, schooling system is trying to push forward, right? They want want to keep you kind of ignorant, kind of blind. And I think that's a part of why there's a lot of discontent in current culture, especially regarding, like, race, is because what we were taught and what actually happened are not entirely two different things, but there's there's a whole lot more to it that we don't know about. And uh, I remember arguing with my science teacher in... Eleventh or yeah, eleventh or twelfth grade. I was like, no, you wrong, Mister Science Teacher. I was <laughs> Mama's like, I, right. <laughs> I, I just read like sixteen hundred pages on this quantum physics shit, and this ain't right. And I he'd go, like, oh, you want to teach a class? I'm like, yes, please. I remember there was a, a period where I taught class <laughs> based off of uh, physics because I was reading current information and knowledge on it, and I was like, the book says this actually exists. Actually, this is, you know, what the spin of, uh, you know, electron means as far as cohesion of uh, an atom and uh, molecules stuff. Like, yeah, this, that, this, that. And uh, he fucking hated me. (laughs) I bet. (laughs) For sure. But in almost any class that I was in, um, I would have my, my friends and other students, like not even... People that I talk to regularly would come over to me and ask me, like, hey, what, like, teach me this. Mm -hmm. Like, I know the teacher just went over it, but I don't understand it. Like, teach me this. Like, what what was he saying? What does this mean?
0: Mm. Um, Yeah. yeah.
1: Same thing with, uh, so I failed my first two years of school due to absences. So I had to do 17 half credits in my senior year on the computer. And I finished like a month early. And then I went around and helped other kids finish their modules so that they could graduate on time. And uh, just two piss-ass teachers looking at their fucking phone the whole time. They didn't have any knowledge of the content because it's a computer module that could be any one of, you know, 60 different classes.
0: You know, they're not wise into everything. Um, That's kind of how it was with COVID. They just, like, gave them shit to do (laughs) on the computer by themselves, and they didn't even understand it. I'm like, I might work. (laughs) And I'm not a teacher, so. Yeah. Get on a Zoom call, bitch.
1: <laughs> it's uh, It was a patch, you know what I mean, that we had for that period of time because no one else had ever really experienced it, or at least that's kind of a lie because we still had, like, the polio outbreak and shit like that. Like, we've had yeah, pestilence but they, before, they but we just didn't like, learn our lesson. And... They didn't
0: have, like, the technology that we have now that they could have still taught the class with, like, Zoom calls. You know? Um yeah, it was fucking lazy. Is what it was. They just wanted to get paid and not
1: teach. I think that's that's why I'd love to do homeschooling. Uh, the Montessori system is is pretty cool, and uh, my ex actually became a Montessori teacher. What is that? So Montessori is that schools? a dinosaur? <laughs> no, it's it's like a theory of learning. It the Montessori Rex. <laughs> the Montessori Rex, motherfucker. Um, they they focus on the child uh like taking ownership of a certain topic and like they want to follow the kids interest you know what i mean Kid shows yeah, interest yeah. in something they go reinforce that
0: i so, think uh i think my son's school is sort of like that i mean but then they you know there's things you have to teach them too but yeah so it's it's a lot more
1: freedom uh uh-huh. for learning but on the the bad side is that it's less technical by and large Mm -hmm. usually Montessori schools are just for primary care you know the first couple of years you're not going to go to college with a Montessori school uh, graduation certificate or anything like that Um, but for the early formative years getting kids excited about learning not just dreading having to go to school and they're just excited for recess you know what I mean uh, it's a it's a nice shift. Um, they're usually outdoors a lot more often. They interact with the world. Hey, we're we gonna learn about grasshoppers and insects and stuff. And what a thorax is. And oh, fuck, go catch grasshoppers in the yard. And so it's kind of old, way, way old school, but uh, yeah. with new learning theory. It sounds pretty tight to me. Yeah. So teachers take the primary brunt of raising your kids which they're not raising. They're just taught to instruct. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Unless it's uh, pre-K where they're actively involved in like making sure your kid eats his fucking food and takes a nap and everything else. Mm-hmm. Pers- fa- pass those uh, first two years, that shit's all out the window. So it really does take like a village to raise an idiot or <laughs> a genius, right? There's a lot <clears throat> of pressure. Um, and I know that like even through primary school, there's a lot of information that gets taught to our kids and the environment of being around all these other public school children can be really toxic. So, yeah. What have you done? How do you think the best way to protect your child from certain information or like, you know, toxic behaviors and like the importance of community because I th- I think that most schools you wind up with a really isolated situation, you know what I mean? Sometimes you have Earth Day, the kids go outside and plant some trees and dig up the garden, but they're not engaged in the soup kitchen, they're not engaged in, you know, government, they're not engaged in like, not saying a kid wants to do your taxes for you change tax law, (laughs) but to get like a more well-rounded approach to what it means to be a
0: citizen. What do I do? Um, I ask a lot of questions, which in turn makes him ask questions, or them, you know, because my my daughter ask questions all the fucking time, um, I, uh, try to lead by example, I go to work every day, two jobs, you know, um, sometimes I bring him with me, and, uh, like yesterday, daughter needed new brakes on her car, I took him out there and showed him how to do it, you know, take that bolt off, take this bolt off, spray it with the spray, you know, stuff like that, man, um, and uh, we have, like, conversations like me and you, you know? I mean, you saw when he came here, you know, you, you guys started talking about fucking Dyson's fears and all kinds of shit that I don't know anything about. And I'm like, God damn. I feel, like, all excommunicated over here. <laughs> I feel like I don't know anything. But are inferior. Uh, <laughs> right there. And I, I try to control what he watches and what he ingests. Do you got a lock on your TV, like a child lock? No. You just peek in and be like, boy, I turned that porn off. But usually I'm watching TV and he's watching it with me. So, but like I I got him on like, he likes to watch YouTube stuff, you know? So I got him on like Y-Files, Infographics, uh, Thoughty2, all these like guys that like teach you and, and really do like deep dives on things, you know? So he knows all about the pyramids. And how they're like laser etched and perfect fucking sequences and you know, they're basically generators and he like loves like Tesla shit like that. So let's go Tesla. Yeah, so uh he watches all that kind of stuff and then Yeah, not the car for all of you <clears throat> fucking dummies out there, Nikola Tesla. Yeah, the real, the OG, you know. But he has just a, a genuinely curious mind. So, you know, he'll ask me questions, and even if I don't know them, I'll put him on something that does. You know, infographics or, you know, Y-files, they have so many deep dives into shit. Like, they're really good channels. And uh, we talk about all kinds of stuff. Conspiracy theories. All, just all kinds of shit, man. So
1: with that, right. He's got literally the world's knowledge base at his fingertips. Um, most of our children do. Act sometimes accidentally from the ages of like four and five, when they're playing, you know, uh, candy crush and shit on your phone. And the next thing you know, they've got your memos opened up and right. your email and deleting shit on accident. Yeah. Um, so how do you protect your kid from toxic information, right? Like information hazards? Like there's a lot of stuff out there. Like a couple of years ago, you could get to, like jihadist uh websites and shit like that on youtube or channels Mm -hmm. just a couple links away because of the algorithm right and um so a lot of people thought like part of like the sandy hook shooting and um some others uh were that people tried to sue youtube for providing a platform Mm -hmm. for these radical websites and like Bro, we're a freedom of speech website, you know what I mean? Unless you violate the community standards. Theoretically. Right. Unless you violate the standards, there's only so much action we take against our users. And it was the algorithm, which is just a mathematical formula, right, that redirected your person there. So they were looking at stuff in vain, uh, you know, a- along the same vein, not like, you know, egotistical, uh, that – winds up bringing you leapfrogging over towards these, like, darker things. Yeah. So many YouTube comments. You're like, I fell down the YouTube rabbit hole. Here I am at 3 in the morning watching this video. Yeah. You've seen them. I've done it. Yeah. So how do you protect <laughs> your kid from stumbling upon something where he has a question that, like, sticks with them? You know, dangerous questions.
0: Um, well, parental locks are a thing, you know? So uh, like on his phone, he has to ask anything you know just like when when you sign into youtube and it has graphic content it's like are you over 18 right so we got that on his phone um i mean he's still watching like fucking minecraft videos and shit like that so uh but, you know i mean you got to kind of ask questions about you know what what are you you know then what happened and, and who are you talking to and what they say and Stuff like that, you know. And what do kids at school say to you, or what? They, what do they try to tell you, or anything? You know, because I mean, some parents just don't don't even look at them; they just leave them alone.
1: Laissez-faire. it's French for hands off. It's basically <laughs> how our economy was supposed to be. Yeah. Well. Uh. So yeah. what about okay? That's that's YouTube, right? That's other multimedia. What about toxic behaviors from school? You know,
0: like those three assholes in the class that are arguing with the um, teacher. Well, I, like, I lead by example and try to teach them right from wrong as as, as, well, as much as possible. So, so you beat up a couple of kids at the school. Well, no, but I mean, he has consequences for his behavior. So if he acts like said kids, he got to deal with me and the consequences that I have. So A lot worse than the guidance counselor. Yeah, and I mean... Like uh, I, I might have talked about this on one of the episodes, but you know, like he was playing with the I think it was soccer or football, football, football. And uh, they somebody threw the ball, and like they both went to catch it, and it fell on the ground, and then like they kind of dog piled on it, right? And the other kid got the ball, and he chomped his leg, like he bit him hard. You know, because he wanted the ball. He's, uh, you know, uh, very competitive. So, I mean, I get he's it. He's literally trying to eat the competition. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I get it. But, you know, when I came in to pick him up, I'm like, duh, 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 coming to pick up the kid. Well, he's sitting in there. I didn't even realize it, you know. They're like, um, you know, the teacher's like, oh, well, we had a altercation. And I'm like, okay. Not even, I'm signing the paper, you know? Right. And uh, she's like, well, you know, he did this. And I'm like, my kid was involved? And she's like, yeah. And then I looked over and I saw him. And I'm like, get over here right now. (laughs) Like, right in front of the teacher and the principals. And they're telling me. He's like, I said, you fucking bit somebody? (laughs) I'm like, wait till we get home, dude. I'm biting the fuck out of you. And I did. I bit him. You know? Because when the way I was raised, you, you get what you give. So. Yeah. I bit him. Hammurabi's code. Yeah. So I bit him and in the same spot, it was like right on the inside thigh. Ooh. Yeah. So it's pretty bad. <laughs> you know, I didn't bite him. Like I was, ham- I was like beefing it up. Like, you know, I'm going yeah, it's, it's to draw fear. blood, man. I'm going to take a chunk out of your leg. Like you're going to hurt. It's going to go watch jaws great. three times. then Come <laughs> in here. Cause I'm going to fuck your leg up, man. You'll never be right again. So, you know, there's a fear factor. And, uh, so I bit him. I mean, it was it was hard enough to like leave a bruise on him, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like I I zombie bit him, you know, You're right? Um, but I guarantee you, he's gonna remember that and and I'll never bite anybody. dad will fucking bite me. dad will bite me, <laughs> you know. And then they asked him like, "Oh, you know, because one of the one of the aides is a friend of ours, right? Oh, what happened when you got home?" She's like, "My dad beat me, bit me. <laughs> <laughs> like he did exactly what he said he was gonna do. He, he fucking bit me." you know it's a learning experience everything's a learning experience so i mean he knows they both know that you know i uh i have discipline so that's that's one of the ways you control it um you see a lot of kids that don't have dads they just do whatever they want they're not scared of their mom right i have a they're too fucking busy dude my
1: my mom was a single mom and uh Unfortunately, uh, she applied the drug and sex trade for the majority of her income, and uh, that led to her being asleep most of the fucking time, during during the daylight hours, right? So I'd come in there, hey, can I hang out with Jimmy? Mmm, means yes. (laughs) i just fucking disappear. Had to be back at like 10 o'clock. Where the fuck were you? Well, you said, mmm, that was a yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She was so fucking drugged out and out of it, like she had no idea. But I was like, I got permission, technically. (laughs) <laughs> she did not say no. Yeah, it get wasn't a beat. no, but uh, yeah. I mean, she was, she was absent for a lot of ways. When she, when I was real young, dude, she was superstar mom, and uh, that's the reason why I was able to read so well at such an early age, and you know, I had like a really good grasp of uh, mathematics. It was as her first child, she had time to like sit me down and teach me, and was really excited for that. But then second kid comes around little sister had a bunch of health problems. She had, like, um, ulcers and birthmarks and shit like that. So, like, she had birthmarks outside on her face and her back, huge, like, cherry-sized birthmarks. And uh, she also basically had those birthmarks, like, internally, like, formed up basically as ulcers. Hmm. So then you got nonstop pain of, like, your stomach trying to eat away this birthmark kind of deal. And uh, she had migraines all the time, so... My little sister would just cry, like shrieking, cry nonstop most of the time. And uh did they ever fix it? it, it they went away. There was there wasn't much fixing. You know what I mean? Like,
0: like the migraines, even
1: the migraines went away when she was about seven or eight. But I mean, during those like formative years when she's a kid and doesn't understand anything except it's just like, I'm in pain,
0: she's like Ivar the, what is it? The the Viking guy. Oh. I I uh I know everything's the red. <laughs> I've heard the he was like had leg problems or something. I have heard the boneless broken or something like that, yeah.
1: Boneless. Um yeah, so she was all fucked up and, and a lot of times my mom would just at some point just turn off, you know, what I mean zone out. She's like I can't do anything about it. Kids in pain, kid won't remember it cuz she's, you know, 2 years old uh whatever. It's terrible. Yeah, it was, it's it's hard. Um so she reached the point where you have that like cost of raising a kid, right? That, that emotional cost and the things that she did to try to supplement us and make sure that like, we were always in relatively good housing back when you could afford housing as a normal person, Um, better neighborhoods, Tried to get closer to better schools. um, And everything else kind of fell by the wayside. I mean, money was hit and miss. I remember a time where I was eating frosted flakes for like three fucking days, but we still had cable. So I was okay. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> as long as I still watch Barney and shit on TV, <laughs> fucking and Barney's a cartoon G. network. I'm fine. Um, Space Coast, uh, I love Space Coast. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, a really good Space Coast song by um, uh, Glass Animals. Misfits had one too, I think. Yeah, but uh, it's it's hard, and I could see it uh, since I think eight or nine years old. Uh, there was a point where I was like really starting to get a hold of what math was. I was like, Mom why are we broke all the time like why are you buying this shit why why are we you know going out to eat and why are we buying this and stuff i always heard her you know complain about money and shit like that and so you know, i just told her straight up i was like stop budgeting's
0: a thing man stop doing drugs and we'll have more
1: money it's just that easy
0: At <laughs> like nine you said that yeah i was goddamn. i was
1: uh
0: G yeah 8 or 9 years works. old G as fuck yeah and stop doing drugs man goddamn
1: yeah and she and she you know breaks down and blah 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 and, the same shit the other day that's that's part of what happened when um she tried to with the car and like she's all fucked up on xanax and uh mm. she had no context and like the next day after I had, I had come back and like she like broke my door down with a fucking like 15 pound dumbbell that i was using to like work out and stuff and, and chased me out of the window a bunch of crazy shit but yeah. after that i was like mom you can't do oh no, no, no. this this wasn't that time that was later but she OD'd on Xanax. I came home. She was like on the couch painting her nails, watching Oprah, and I was pissed off at her. So I was like, Hey, mom. And I just went to my room, like all angsty as fuck. And like half an hour later, I come out and like, Sorry, i being an asshole, mom. She's really upset with blah, blah, blah. And then she wasn't responding. I go over and see, like, she's got fingernail polish all over her hand. She's drooling all over herself. She can't speak. She's just, like twitching Jesus with Christ. the, the um, fingernail polish. I'm freaking out. I'm like, Oh, God. If I call. The hospital. Then they're gonna call DCF, and Department of Children and Family Services, and then I'm gonna to go to a home. My little sister's gonna to go to a home, and my mom's gonna to go to jail. Yeah. But then conversely, if I don't call the hospital, and she gets permanent brain damage, then we get sent to a home anyways. It was like between a rock and a hard place, and uh, the amount of dread that I had for that was insane. Called her uh, boyfriend at the time. Called my uncle. Got my second third opinion. Yeah, everyone's like, because we're from hood culture, they're like, just put her to bed. She'll be fine. So <laughs> picked her up. You know, I was like uh, 13 or 14. I think it was like close to 14. Picked her up, put her in bed, you know, made sure she wasn't going to like throw up all over herself, fucking and choke and kept checking on her. And uh, like six hours later, she comes to. And um, I was I was too upset that day. But like the next day, I was like, mom, you can't do that again. Like, You can't, you can't OD. You know what I mean? And she fucking lost her mind over. It. I'm the fucking adult. I'll do whatever I want. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And uh, so I just later in years, you know, realized that she was medicated because it was hard. You know what I mean? Obviously, drugs are addictive, but for a lot of the pills she was taking and like smoking weed and and drinking, was just to try to <clears throat> get away from all the immense responsibilities and taxing like your energy, your emotions to be a, a parent. And then it sucks, man. you get stuck in that cycle, which I'm sure she was, where she felt like she was failing us, you know, failing herself. And the only way to not feel that is she can't immediately fix it or she didn't have the gumption to fix it. So you just go right back to drugs and stop feeling stuff.
0: Yeah, you know, it's a vicious cycle for sure. And it really sucks that that happened. Um, you know, raising kids, man, like it ain't easy, especially when you don't have any help, you know, so. If you're a fucking man, and you get a girl pregnant, be a man, you know. And and fucking even if you're not together, you take responsibility and take the kids when you can, and 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 teach them stuff, you know. And teach them stuff. Teach teach your boys how to how to fix brakes, and you know, teach your daughters what a man looks like and how they act, and and what kind of man they should look for, you know so that's my advice um and women if you get pregnant from a man don't be a, a fucking cunt and never let him see him if he wants to and you know hit him up for child support and then just like ghost him
1: yeah i, I got to see my dad through um he, he was in a way, right he was away mm-hmm. and uh he was, uh, was he, yeah, he was on vacation. Was he on vacation? Yeah, he was on vacation at the Big Brick House and uh I got to see him I think twice. Um I was I was younger, you know, 6 through 10 11 and since I didn't have him my whole life, I'd never missed his absence really. You know what I mean? Or I didn't know what I was missing. Um like Tupac so, song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh so I'd I had seen him, you know, talked over the phone uh through the little plexiglass like twice. And he used to send cards. He's <clears throat> a really good artist. So he Oh, make...
0: he was in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's <what laughs> I, it was. I
1: get it now. Um I get it. School of Hard Knocks. And uh <laughs> he used to draw me birthday cards. They're super cool. So I I had a stack of these things, but I just I didn't have that emotional connection with them. So I didn't even reply half the time. You know, my mom would be, David, go to your birthday card response, go say thank you, blah, blah, blah. And I'd just wait until she forgot. We would never fucking send one. So that must have been hard, you know. It was it was hard for me, but I mean, it must have been hard for him to send a handmade birthday card, you know, to your son and then just not get anything back. No fucking phone call. Yeah, I mean, but. That was, that was his choice, you know. But. Consequences. It's
0: your bed, dude. You made it. I don't want to pry into all your business, but he did something to go to college. You know, so, uh, you, you got to deal with it, you know? So when when you're raising your kids, man, especially your sons, you got to teach them how to control their emotions. So teach them how to be the best man that they can be, you know, right from wrong as much as possible. Um, I tell my son and my daughter both, like, you know, if you do stupid shit, Stupid shit happens to you. You know, that's one of my main things. Like, if they were to ask my daughter, what's some advice from your dad that, you know, that you'll remember forever? If you do stupid shit, stupid shit happens. Like, she's like, I could put that on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, but, but
1: I think that with a lot of this, so with that being said, right, you know, taught what a man looks like, we've got this kind of perverse idea of what a man looks like. And I'd, it's more acts, like,
0: <clears throat> than looks. Yeah,
1: but I'd I'd warrant, from personal experience, I'm not an overly emotional individual. I know there's not a lot of men out there that claim to be emotional individuals, and I think that's kind of part of the problem.
0: Sometimes no, I think you it's, are. I yeah, think you just internalize it, and it's just a bad thing.
1: For sure, I, I internalize it, but it it takes a lot to. To feel. You know what I mean? To put yourself out there to voice your emotions, to express communication. That's something I'm I'm really bad with is communicating. You know, I yeah, just think I know true. everything. Uh I've already got the solution as soon as I hear the question. Uh, and yeah, you've
0: I gotten better since we started this.
1: Yeah. I it's it's usually my relationships. Um but you know, the things I wish I could have voiced, things I wish I could have said, um In communicated the past or my emotions. Like now or both? Uh, past, you know, like I can't talk with my mom anymore. But so I, yeah, me I forever neither, live with that, that guilt. Um, but
0: you know, the past is the past, man. All you can do is learn from it, or it'll kill you.
1: Yeah, but uh, we we need to let them know that, like, feeling, being a human being, being an emotional individual. Not a lot of people take emotional as like the negative. You know what I mean? Too emotional. I'm just. I just mean, if you feel something, you gotta you gotta voice that, um, whether it's yeah, good, it's yeah. bad. That's part of that communication is key thing that we talked about. So that's I mean, where I go. Pretty wrong. sure
0: I tell you this all the time, all babe. the time, all the time. Like, don't just eat shit. Tell them that you don't like the way shit tastes. Hey man, I see that you have a plate of shit. I don't want to eat your shit. Get me something else. Sorry.
1: Hey, give me some bulletproof coffee, man. Yeah, I mean, don't I'm, that ex- shitty folders.
0: I'm extremely good at telling people that I don't want to eat shit. You know this. For sure. And, like, sometimes it comes off a little assholy and sarcastic, but, I mean, I don't eat shit, man. Um, bottom line, you know, and I mean, you, you in the corporate world, you have to eat some shit, but... If you do it, you know, you do the basics and but when they're trying to get you to do more work or whatever, and they're or they're like you know harping on you and breathing down your neck, you don't have to take that shit in any 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 generalization that there could be right peer pressure or and you don't have to do nothing you you control yourself, the only thing you can control is your own mind, you can't even control your own body like. It can just start shitting one day, you know, or you could just fucking fall over and have a seizure. The only thing you can tr- control is your mind state, you know, and that's what I try to teach my kids is like, this literally, the only thing you have control over is your emotions and your mind state, state of mind, you know? Um. So you got to get better at that yeah. shit. You know, sometimes you got to say no. Yeah, You're a- like a, a, a yes man.
1: Oh, I'm definitely a yes, man. I, I, I just want to make everyone happy. Don't. You man. know who
0: you need to make happy? No. You. Um, so, How can you make other people happy if you ain't happy?
1: Yeah, you gotta love yourself first before you can love others.
0: You say this, but you don't do it. No, I don't practice what I <laughs> preach. Come on now. Fucking guy.
1: Um. So with that being said, right, you can only control your, your emotions. You can only control your thought process. Um. You can't control how your kids come out. Uh, I was watching a no, no, you can't documentary slash food show yesterday called Ugly Delicious, and it starts out talking about babies. I'm like, what the fuck does this have to do with food?
0: Well, well I mean, if you're on Epstein Island, it has everything to oh do with my it. God, <laughs> Start raping right. and eating those babies over. <laughs> Get your
1: bibs out. No, not for the kids.
0: Oh man.
1: Um, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right off the fucking cliff <laughs> that's it deepest darkest depths they're canceled uh but I, I was very confused and then 10 15 minutes into it i'm like okay i'm, I'm starting to get it but it's about this guy david chang it's on netflix is his like journey through not really becoming a chef he's already established at this point um but his uh, wife is pregnant And they're going over, talking to all these other chefs, and, like, how do you balance a chef's life with those crazy fucking hours, all of the investiture of, like, chefs care about their food. They care about their restaurant. That's their form of expression. Right. You know? Gordon Ramsay, it's not Gordon Ramsay's because that's the name of the owner. It's Gordon Ramsay because, like, it's fucking Gordon Ramsay, the chef. (laughs) That's what you're banking on. Right. And um, while they're, you know, talking about this other stuff – getting getting the baby fever. And uh, he talks to a baker who raised three kids. She slept three times a day in two-hour naps. She was working from midnight to eight. And she'd get up, prep some stuff. Then at, like, uh, noon, she'd go take a nap, get up, organize some stuff for the restaurant, come back, go take a nap, and get up and go do the same thing all over again. For, like, years, three years, she kept up this routine. And um, she said... Raising a child isn't like a recipe. You have control over a recipe. You can control the amount that you're putting into it. You know exactly what you're going to get out as long as you you know follow directions. Right. That's not the same way with kids. Kids are going to grow up and become who they're going to become. You've you've got minimal interaction influence at the end of the day, and uh, it seems like you try to have a lot more influence. But how do you cope with that? I mean, really, at the end of the day, you can't make this person, right? You are just rearing this person. You're watching mm-hmm. them go, trying to help, trying to give aid. But the final say is is up to them. I, uh,
0: I believe that, you know, influence is all you can do. You know, um, when they're young, they got to be a little bit scared of you. Just a little bit. Not like deathly afraid like I was. But they got to be a little scared of you. You know just like your dog when your dog's bad you know you discipline the dog then it knows that it was bad and yeah same Sim- kind simple
1: brain simple solutions i mean yeah you, know,
0: you know something like that you, they, they know there's consequences um so i try to influence them in in the best way i know how uh but i mean you know they're gonna be who they're gonna be and i mean i'm as much influence as I got from my dad that was uh not always a good influence i i tried to take the best parts and 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 that's how i try to be with my kids you know um cuz uh, he was a fucking psychopath you know we talked about when he beat up goofy and <laughs> all that shit uh, he he was like a, should have been probably in a mental institution, <laughs> you know. He was right about a lot of things, though. Like now that I'm an adult, and just might have expressed it in the wrong way. Yeah, I, I think he only had one emotion, you know, and and he's his dad died when he was real young, and he was raised by a psychopathic mother, so. Like, he literally, like, lied about his age and went to Vietnam to get away from her. You know, so. There's that. Uh, he he was, like, 17, fucking, <laughs> in Vietnam. When Vietnam's worse than your bedroom. You <laughs> might have a problem. Yeah, so. I mean, he did the best he could. I don't blame him for nothing, you know. I've, I've come to terms with it. But, yeah, I wrote something here. Let's see. So. I didn't have the greatest past, right? We talked about the past. So I, I got real heavy into poetry at one time. Lyrics and stuff like that when I was doing music. So it's the past is a living thing, like an animal. If you feed it, it will hang around. It will never die. It will drive you insane trying to change it. It poisons your future. So you'll be forever suspended in its cold dead web. The past might have created you, but it doesn't define who you are unless you let it. You've survived the past, outlived it. You're not the victim. You can choose to learn from it or die from it. Don't blame the past for your future actions. And then there's a little side note. Uh, How do you live if you're ruled by your past, but how do you let go from a past that made you? Hashtag #struggle.
1: <laughs> you I feel know? like you've got that uh Nobregaertz tattoo on you somewhere.
0: Negative. I mean I'm very good at spelling. <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean it's true though. Like how do you for you even? Like how do you you know, let go of a past that, that created you? Oh, it's uh <clears throat>
1: it it's rough. Um I I've always been praised for Rising above, though, you know I mean? I could have pretty easily turned to a different path, you know what I mean? Could have yeah. taken the lessons that were uh, learned and taken advantage of them in the wrong way, you know, growing up in drug culture and crime. And, uh, you know, just uh, I kept my head looking forward, sometimes at my own feet, you know, just trying to make sure I'm getting to where I'm going. And uh, sure as fuck stumbled a lot you know, twenty five I thought I'd be somewhere else and then here I am, you know, thirty one. Just not where I wanted to be, but that's life. Them's the breaks. Yep. Uh but at least I can say, you know, by and large, I I haven't replicated the problems that my parents introduced to me. You know. I definitely feel like I'm I'm better off uh in a position than they
0: were. And uh yeah. I mean that's all you ever want from your kids anyway, you know. You just want them to be better than you were. Like right. I, I'm hoping that my son is better than me, and my daughter's better than me. Right.
1: So I, I don't know. It's weird. I've got a, an interesting dynamic with my father. Um, you now that I, I can speak with him, and, like to date. Uh, like now. Yeah, I mean, now for the past couple of years, you know, I still feel guilt about not being raised to my father's expectation, which sounds weird because, like, how the fuck are you gonna expect something you weren't ever there? Um, That's true. But I've still got that in me you know what I mean like it's not a matter of me feeling I owe him something towards who I've become but I think he's a placeholder for my own reflection you know what I mean when I look in the mirror I see uh, I'm looking at a, a shape of myself that's not the shape that I want and it's really easy to inadvertently kind of slip him in and uh historically felt some sort of shame for that of I've, I've the past couple of years come through that. And, um, I don't give a fuck. Uh, I can think and feel or he can think and feel the way that he wants. Um, and you know, for my mother, uh, she, she reinforced all the time. She was super proud of me and super happy for who i become. And, you know, was always her little rock and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. It was it was the truth. Like she leaned on me a lot for emotional support throughout childhood because she's all fucked up. That and sucks uh, too
0: because that makes it hard on you. you say know, again? I mean that's hard for you because you're still developing emotionally. Yeah, you know?
1: and, and I, I think that's part of the reason why I just want everyone to be happy. You know, I'm, I'm I'm a people pleaser, yes man, whatever you want to call it. But I think that there's a better way, and I think that if everyone put themselves out there a little bit more, we'd net positive it's probably why i'm a socialist but uh it it was that thing i never felt like i could do enough to make things better for other people and so yeah that's a part of my formative years that have stuck with me but i don't think that that's i I try not to let it be a negative thing you know i'm Mm -hmm. only trying to do good at the expense of myself so i get burnt out really fucking quick uh, because yeah, because that's I just, because you don't take care of you. Yeah, I, I put way too much on my plate at any given time.
0: All the time, people. All the time. Because, like, we do this now. And <laughs> I work with Dave, so I see him six days a week, at least. And uh, it's just, you know, now that we're, like, friends, I'm like, Dave, please... <laughs> please stop
1: i need a a spa day like Like, just stop
0: taking so much more work you don't have to there's people for that you know there's literally people that are supposed to be doing it and they're not and now instead of making them do it you're doing it yeah don't do that Dave.
1: go fix the world one day but uh so in answer to your question i think that i've I've usurped my mother's expectations of me. Probably failed behind my father's, but I don't give a shit. Well, he uh,
0: doesn't have, a, in my opinion, not to be a dick, but he doesn't have any yeah, expectations. Yeah, forfeited is right. He yeah. doesn't have any expectations for you at all because you, you know, I have ex- expectations for my kids because I'm there and I'm trying to teach them how to do things and, and what to be and what to be like and and give them an example you didn't have that and he was in a fucking box somewhere yep. so not like i said not to be a dick man but you know how i roll like fuck your dad yeah you know um don't look at him like he's a man because he ain't no you know? yeah
1: I, I understand and i've again it's just been a couple of years uh since i've really come to terms with that because we share a lot of personality traits um I'm very still much still your dad. A a mirror of him, but just doing my own thing, doing things differently. And uh so that's me. What about you? Do you think you lived up to your parents' expectations and um do you think your kids will live up
0: to yours? I uh I don't know that answer. For me, uh I think my kids will. I don't have like a lot of expectations for what they're going to be um, I let them be dreamers and, and kind of make their own way. I just tried to teach them how to get there. So whatever their interests are, I'm like overly involved in their interests. You know, like my daughter wanted to be, well, not be, but she wanted a camera and she wanted to do photography. And I mean, you saw her picture, Yep. you know? Um, so I was real heavy in that. And I was like, Let's go take pictures over here. I had like other people in like doing like apocalypse pictures, and we would do that every weekend um she got out of that phase and went into something else, and I was like, okay, let's do that you know son he was dancing, yo man, let's go dance, you know uh, I put him in boxing if, as long as he wants to go, which is dancing with. But with more steps and more with violence, <laughs> yeah, dancing with your fists. Um, but I did that so, like, he knew what it was like to get into a fight and and not rage out, because he'll fucking rage the fuck out and like body slam people, you know. And he's gonna really hurt somebody one day. So that's why I put him in that. And uh, he's actually making a lot of progress. You know, he uh, got kicked in the face with a fucking soccer ball the other day. Normally. That boy would have been destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was like, "Uh, <laughs> like, eh, just an accident. Didn't even get mad. I was like, dude, my nigga. <laughs> you know, look at you, man. But um, as far as I go, my mom just wanted us to be good people. That's it. You know, uh, my dad probably had all kinds of expectations, but I mean, when you're beating your child, they. Probably don't care what you have expectations of, you know. um, But he was there. And uh, he was very protective. So, you know, we didn't have anybody fucking with us. Right. Except for him. (laughs) Uh, And we always had food. We always had clothes. We always had a house. He went to work. So he taught me a lot of things. taught me work ethic. um, You got to make your own way. You don't lean on people. You know, stand up for what's right, stuff like that. But you know, I just uh, try to drop the negative and keep the positive yeah. with my own kids, because I'm trying to break the mold. Got to, got to sift through it. Right? Yeah, you know. So You got the gold nuggets. I, uh, I mean, when I talk to him, I don't talk to him a lot because the past is hard to let go of. But I try, you know, and I'm busy too. I work all the time. And, You know, I'm not retired, so I can't just call you all the time. Um, And then I don't really have a lot to talk about. You know, unless it's like the government or shit like we talk about. So I do all my talking here. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I mean, he's always like, you know, you're the only one that turned out halfway normal. (laughs) I'm like, well, that's surprising because I got the brunt of all of it, you know, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I'm man. so strong willed. I
1: think I think uh sometimes Cole makes diamonds. Not all the time.
0: Like a dummy. <laughs> yeah. Uh it could be, you man. I mean uh I thank him for you know, I'm not a pansy. But I mean a lot of that's because of myself and in, in my reflection. But I mean he taught me to fight all the fucking time and that's not the right thing either. So I don't know. I I hope that I lived up to my mother's expectations. I don't really give a shit what he thinks. I'm a better man than he'll ever be, you know? And that's all I want for my kids. Right. Or my son, at least. You know, uh, my daughter's a G, man. She like, she's great, you know? Um, and uh, he's still in his, de- his his come up, you know? She's pretty much grown. She's 19 now. She's kind of set in her ways and then she's yeah, at that age you're able to see the
1: influence that she's like engaging in, you know. Yeah. But for kid in school it's a little bit harder, man. They've got minimum uh scope of
0: influence. Well, I mean even she's in college, you know, college courses and stuff and uh so she has, you know, She's in, like, her, what is it, bachelor's right now? So, like, you know, regular classes, just college courses. Um, then she's going to go into nursing. So, you know, she has, like, social studies or whatever the college equivalent is. And uh, she's always real, like, uh, on point with her conversations. Like, she doesn't talk and she doesn't know what she's talking about. She right. just, like, listens, you know, but... She's got a couple of uh, professors over there and she'll get into these like debates with and they're just like, wow, where'd you come from? <laughs> you know, I mean, and she doesn't always agree with them, but she's able to do what we do and, and have the art of conversation. She has yeah. the art of conversation. She doesn't get mad. Sometimes she does with me because I'm a little, when, when it's your own kids, you're kind of like, you know, you're going to listen to me. And she's like, no, I'm an adult now. And it's, it's kind of confrontational but it's uh you got to separate the two you know and I'm, I'm trying to teach my son the same because he's he's a little more quiet than she was i mean he's real smart too and all you can hope for is that you did the best that you could and made the best people possible yeah um
1: i don't know there is uh I don't I don't have kids, so it's hard for me to speak on some of these topics, which is why I got you here for the other 50% and I'm uh I'm the bias. So I think you would be a good dad, man. I think so too. I, my my dream would be to have a nice nice boat, right, sailboat, be able to go some places with them, you know, couple day excursions. You know, sail around the world, hit up the Mediterranean, hit up the Philippines, hit up, uh, you know, Ireland and shit like that. And really give them a, a world-centric uh, view. So it's I'm not just America. I'm
0: still working on that. Yeah, I'm working on that, man. <laughs> I, I want to go to Ireland, Scotland. It's, just, it's on the bucket list. But yeah, I want to take them with me. I
1: definitely opt for homeschooling because I, I don't trust... I don't trust the learning the wrong thing. And uh, there's so much more to be said about any given topic that they're taught. And a lot of times you don't get the context. I think context is key.
0: Yeah. And a lot. Yeah. Uh, you got to ask questions, man. Don't just trust. Like every day I pick him up. I'm like, what did you learn at school today? And, you know, a lot of times he's just like, oh, just, you know, reading and math, you know, Every once in a while, like, there was a... I think it was a couple of years ago now. Um, like I said, he's on Infographics like a motherfucker, man. So, he has all these, like, random space facts, you know? So, he knows all their shit about space. They were learning about Pluto. Dude, like, he's, like, on point with Pluto. So, he's the only one that knew anything. So, they're asking questions about Pluto and raises his hand. So, the teacher was like you know, you really know a lot about this. You want to do like a bullet point kind of situation like you want to like teach, mm-hmm. teach the other kids about it. And he was like, yeah. So he came home, got a bunch of pictures and made a whole graph. And like, he's in like fourth grade or something, third grade. And, uh, he knew all of it. Like just all of it, everything there is to know about fucking Pluto. He knew about that shit. And they were just like, wow a scientist (laughs) and it just comes from what I allow him to watch you know I don't Mm -hmm. I try not to let him I try to let him be a kid but I I want him to consume things that teach him stuff like you know like I don't want him just watching a bunch of stupid TikToks or he doesn't even he's not even allowed to go on TikTok
1: it's it's the same thing as a diet you know I mean you have a mental diet you don't want to consume bad food you don't want to consume bad information I
0: mean cheeseburgers are good but you turn you into a slob, you know? Yep. You got to watch what they watch. If that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, he, uh, I asked questions. So many questions. <laughs> like, like, I got questions, you know?
1: Well, I think that, you know, uh, again, with part of me, we've got this unbearable weight of expectation that's passed mm. down from our parents.
0: Not the Ed Sheeran song. Yeah.
1: Uh, But I think the majority of that is is our own, you know, and you've got to take the time, right? You're still a kid. Most of us are still children at heart, but our parents are removed from our lives. you've kind of got to be kind to yourself and uh, help reinforce your own learning and your own journey and uh, try to relieve yourself of some of those expectations. You know, it's okay. You're not where you are, where you thought you'd be. Um are
0: you writing this down for no. yourself because <laughs> yeah. you should be <laughs> my diary
1: you know and it's okay you should be writing it down for yourself sir if your kids don't exactly follow the path that you feel like you've you've laid out for them as long as you know they're learning and they're safe and they're happy uh you've got to give them some space to become who they are try to reinforce you know the good make sure you're you're showing consequences for the bad uh so it's not your path, right? It's their path, and uh, you can only do so much to try to keep them on that. But your primary concern is keep them safe, keep them happy, keep them learning. All right, don't let them get placated and uh, you indoctrinated. Know, don't, don't become stagnant yourself, right? We're we're on this journey of growth until we the moment we die. So stay hungry. All right, stay uh, stay kind.
0: Let them be kids too, though, you know, let them, let them learn things on their own. You know, it's not all about you. So like, I think my dad was more trying to live vicariously through me. So he had me in all these strength and conditioning and big, strong football stuff, you know, because he wanted me to be some kind of destroyer, which I mean, I was, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, it's it's not about you, it's about them. So, me personally, I try to, whatever it is that they're wanting to do, I try to help them do it. You know, it's photography or dancing or boxing or government, whatever it is. You know, um, I try to help them do it as financially, mentally, physically. So, you got to let them be their own person. As much as possible within the rules you gotta gotta teach them rules but teach them how to survive and whatnot all right well drink some bulletproof coffee and start teaching your kids stuff on that note cue the music